Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Welcome back to the Good Life Fam. It's great to have you on another Good Life Wednesday. I have a question. Are you a hard worker or are you a smart worker? Are you seeing the results you desire in your business or your personal life? Today, fam, we want to speak with you about the importance of your efforts, how to focus them, and gain the results you want. It's not about how hard you work. It's about how smart you work. We've all heard the phrase, work smarter, not harder. But what does that actually mean, and how can we effectively go after our goals and avoid the burnout effect? Yeah, we've all been there. Our prayer today is for you to access the tools we're about to share to help you break through and tackle success. Get ready, fam. Take notes. It's about to get good. But first, we've got a quick announcement from one of our incredible sponsors on today's show, Fabletics. I just want to first of all say thank you all for the love and support I've been getting online. I recently shared that I'm officially one year postpartum since having a baby. And you guys know I've been tracking my fitness goals with you all. Stevie's been there every step of the way. And you guys have seen this sort of transformation that has happened within me, mind, body, soul. I will say there's just something about my workouts that really helped me get through it all when I had a nice sexy outfit to go with it okay there's just something about looking good when you work out that makes you feel like you can crush it that much more and that's where Fabletics is one of the brands that really came into play for me because I wanted to feel that confidence and so I sometimes just had to put the workout clothes on to feel the workout Fabletics is definitely the place to go to if you're looking for affordable active wear that you can take not only from the gym but into your everyday lifestyle right now on the good life we've got a deal for you guys and you're gonna want to get your hands on it we're gonna give you two leggings for only $24 which usually is a $99 value when you sign up for their VIP membership all you got to do right now is go to fabletics.com forward slash Cezanne to take advantage of this opportunity again that's fabletics.com forward slash Cezanne to get your leggings for only $24 get it girl Welcome back to The Good Life with Stevie and Cezanne. Hello. Happy day, wherever you are. What's up, fam? Welcome back to The Good Life. Hope you guys are having a great Wednesday. Um, I know I am having a great day until I just saw Stevie right now with his shoes off. We're under the table. Babe, where the heck are your shoes? (laughs) Are you serious? Are you just getting comfortable in the studio? Let me explain, all right? I got up really early this morning to get out of the house to go get my hair cut so that I could achieve everything else in my day. And yes, it's cold and it's raining and it's rare. And I stepped out of the car, out of the Uber this morning, and my foot went right (laughs) into a rushing ice water stream and immediately both my feet were saturated with water. I'm looking at your feet right now and the tennis shoes you have on. You never wear socks with those tennis shoes. I was wearing socks. I I took everything off and I had to wrap napkins around my feet. Because I'm trying not to get hypothermia. Oh my God, you sound so. Where is your concerned wife voice? Oh, honey, I cannot. Well, all I know is I was just like, (laughs) "What are those feet doing?" I'm Uh, like, I cannot. It's like we're in college again or something. You're just walking around barefoot. Well, if you've ever heard the expression, "Do you have cold feet?" I do. Oh my gosh, are you ready for our ugly sweater Christmas party coming up? I am so ready. I got my ugly sweater at Marshalls. It says (laughs) "Yo Ho Ho" with a street style Santa. That's right, and uh, my ugly sweater. I have a few options to choose from but we are going to require everyone that comes to our house for our upcoming game night that they gotta wear an ugly sweater 
to the Christmas party or else they cannot come in our house. We will send them home. I'm just kidding. Hi. No sweater. Go home. Oh, my gosh. We love to have get-togethers at our house, especially this time of year. So Stevie and I, literally, after we get done recording this episode for you guys, I'm going to go into full planning mode for this thing because it's got to be cozy. It's we got to have Home Alone playing in the background. we got to have some popcorn, mm-hmm. snacks, mm-hmm. the whole shebang. And Teeny may or may not get her own little mini sweater. So I need to go shop for that as well. That's what our life looks like right now. What's good in your life? You know, today's show is going to be a good one. And I know we say that a lot, but I was specifically really excited about this. And it's because this topic of working smarter, not harder, that's been something that I have been trying to achieve for years. I've been trying to comprehend like, well, what is the trick? Any successful entrepreneur, even any successful person, anyone who's, you know, crushing it when it comes to mom life, maybe somebody who's just really good at keeping pace, they'll tell you it's about working smarter, not harder. So whether it's professionally or personally, there's always this kind of idea. Well, how do you do it, right? I'm like, how can I work smarter, not harder? So for years, I have been struggling with that. And I feel like it was this year when I finally was able to kind of figure out the tools that have helped me achieve that as a busy mom, a busy businesswoman bouncing two businesses, married life, gatherings at our house, and so many other things. So I'm excited that I get the opportunity to talk to you guys about that today and share my tips. Now, we're going to share our tips, of course, but if you guys want to answer that question of, do I work smart? Do I work hard? A lot of us have that question. Saz and I had to yeah, ask Yeah, like, how do you know sometimes? How do I know? There's a great resource called Google. (laughs) And when we were Googling things for this episode, we came across a lot of great information, y'all. So today, Cezanne's going to share some of her tried and true tips, but also we're going to take this quiz that we found online that helps you decide whether you're a hard worker, a smart worker, or both. It kind of rates your productivity level. And sometimes you think you're being productive, but then when you really lay out your week and your tasks, like you start to realize like, okay, I spent a lot of time playing Candyland this week with my kid. Or maybe you're just like, uh, this week I didn't really spend enough time focusing on this X project or Y project that I've been promising myself that I'm going to get a head start on. So you really have to kind of dissect and evaluate some things sometimes in your day-to-day life to realize that. So taking this quiz actually kind of helped me check in and see how I'm doing both professionally and personally to see how productive I'm really being. And you've got to answer these questions and be completely honest with yourself if you're going to take this quiz, okay? We're going to take that quiz together I took this in a quiz little bit. actually last night, and I already have my score. So I took I'm mine gonna... too, but we're going to do it again to see if your score matches up with um, what you said and how honest oh, you really are. Oh, I was super honest. Um, you guys want to hear something cool, by the way? Um, it was years ago. Stevie and I were in Israel. We were on um, a trip, and one of the friends on this trip, she said that she had a word for me from God. She had, she didn't even know me. This girl didn't even know what I did for a living. And during the season of my life specifically, I was feeling really burned out. I was so overwhelmed just working. It was right before we were going to launch Bless Box. So there was a lot going on in my life at the time. Well, one of the girls on this trip, she came up to me and she had said literally the second day we were there, she's like, hi, I don't mean to like 
freak you out in any way or sound creepy or weird, but I don't know who you are or what you do. But last night I had a dream about you and I feel like it was a vision that came from God and I need to share it with you. And so she basically in this dream, long story short, she said that God wanted me to know that I'm a hummingbird. And I kind of looked at her like, what? I didn't understand what that meant. I was like, okay. And then she started, she woke up and she's like, well, I, I started researching this whole idea of like a hummingbird. And and, and I, I realized that hummingbirds are the hardest working species of a bird that there is. When they work, they work hard, okay? But hummingbirds, when they rest, they are completely resting. And she said to me that she feels like God wants me to know that you're a hummingbird and you need to rest. Hummingbirds actually go into a state called toper. It's a very, very deep sleep where their metabolism slows down. It's almost like a mini hibernation. We were reading online. And when she said that to you, my mouth was like open so wide because that's you to a T. Yeah. Well, when she said that, I didn't even – honestly, hummingbirds are beautiful birds, but I'm not really – I didn't really understand like the meaning of their purpose and all of that stuff. But to to see that hummingbirds really are like a hardworking species and then to see that they really rest. I mean, that's always since that vision that she had for my life. I always think about the hummingbird when I start to get, you know, burnt out or I start to think that like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit unmotivated or whatever. I always think about that 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 word that she had for me because I, I, I am a hummingbird. And if I can find a way to work smarter, not harder, then I can truly achieve this balance between work and rest. And both things are equally important and productive. We are living in a day, day and age right now where people – tell you if you're not working hard and staying productive all day every day then you're not achieving a level of success and you're missing out the whole FOMO epidemic fear of missing out that's like the stigma that has been formed from the American dream of like work 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 but it's important to rest 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 as well it's so true we were reading on a number of articles that we were researching and a lot of them said if you want to work smarter learn how to rest learn how to take naps learn how to take frequent breaks. Studies have shown when you take naps and frequent breaks, you're able to rest your mind, reset, come back to a project refreshed. And I found that so interesting because most of us think work until you're completely gassed out. But you have to take this thing in phases. The human mind works that way. And in my world, it's easy for me to work, but it's been a challenge for me to actually be in a state of rest. You know, when those hummingbirds, as Stevie was saying, go into that hibernation-like state called torpor, you know, they are actually saving up to 60% of their available energy by by doing this. In a sense, it kind of looks like they stop breathing too. I envision that like for the hummingbird to be the species that works harder than any other bird, I can only imagine that rest is just as important as when they're working and being productive. So for us humans, I think it is important for us to really get a hold of ourselves and understanding the difference between work hard, and rest hard. It's not the whole work hard, play later. Like, I think it's important if you work hard, you've got to rest hard. So today I'm really excited to share what I've learned over the years. All right. Well, you ready to find out if you're a smart worker, Cezanne? I am so ready. Let's take this quiz. By the way, we found this on Mind Tools 
com. 16 statements to answer. All right, fam. So it's been really cold in L.A. lately. Cezanne and I have been in and out of town for the holidays. Last night, it was cold. It started raining. And I was thinking, literally, what are we doing for dinner? No joke. When the FedEx guy showed up and gave us our sunbasket delivery, I was like, hallelujah. I ain't trying to go out in this rain right now. I ain't trying to go out in this cold and leave my baby and my baby girl on her birthday. So it was so convenient when he brought it to the door. I was like, thank you, God. I opened up the box, and I was so happy to see what was inside. It was the salmon meal with roasted potatoes and field greens, y'all. That is right up my alley. I'm talking about some fresh fish, some good carbs, and some greens and fiber. That's Fab Four right there, okay? Saz and I whipped that bad boy up in like 20 minutes. It was fresh. It was delicious. It was easy. And we didn't have to worry about looking for anything to go find to eat or to do Postmates and overspend lots of money just to get a burrito sent to your house. We were able to eat healthy at home, and it was very convenient. So if you guys want to check it out, we're offering a great deal again for you, fam. It's $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash Cezanne. $35 off your first order today. Trust me. It's worth trying. All right, fam. So like Stevie mentioned, this um, quiz that we're about to do with all of you, feel free to think about your answers as we're you know going along on this little quiz. Um, and if you want to sit down and really think about it, we're going to be sure to link this quiz that we found online in the description of this episode, okay? So you can definitely find it under our podcast, an Apple podcast. You'll see the description right up and we'll be sure to link it as well as, obviously, all the sponsors on the show. That's kind of where it's going to be in that area. All right. So this quiz is a quiz that was designed to help you calculate how productive you are, okay? Obviously, you you got to kind of take this with a grain of salt. But at the same time, it's kind of fun to see, all right, well, how does my mind process things and how do I work? You know what I mean? So there's 16 statements here for us to answer, and we're going to go through them. And so basically what we want you to do is we want you, as we read the these tasks or these statements, I should say, you have to decide if it applies to you, either not at all, rarely, sometimes, often, or very often. And so we're going to go through it. We're going to tell you our score, and then you can obviously go back later and play. All right, Stevie. So shall we go and get this thing started? Let's I'm actually interested to see what your... What your rating is. I took it last night. I already know my score, but I'm going to do it again. Hopefully it's the same. Okay, so let's start with number one. I delegate appropriate tasks to others to work more efficiently. Not at all. Rarely. Sometimes. Often. Very often. I put often. I put often. Oh, cool. Number two. I organize my day to take advantage of natural highs and lows in my energy and motivation. I didn't really understand that one. I I feel like it was saying like, do you thrive off of your energy kind of thing? Your day to day is your day to day is based on how you're feeling and your mood. Is that what that means? Almost like in the morning, if you know that you have the most energy, then you should put your hardest tasks first. So it's strategically organizing your tasks so that they match your level of okay, energy. Okay. So again, the day. it says I organize my day to my day to take advantage of natural highs and lows in my energy and motivation. I put sometimes. I, I did as well. I oh think my gosh, baby. We are on the same page so far. Number three says, I actively look for ways to improve the flow of my work and the way that I approach tasks. I put sometimes. I put very often. Very good. (laughs) Number four, I can maintain focus on one task for a significant period of time. 
I put often. I put sometimes. Okay, okay. Sometimes I can. I mean, when I, I think about editing a video, I can go for That's two true. hours sometimes, and sometimes I right. cannot. Yeah, I guess it's saying like majority of the time is how you want to answer it. Number five, I spend lots of time looking for information or documents or locating missing items. So this is kind of like always looking for something. This is a weak area for me. I put often. I put not at all. I'm confident in that area. I don't you, know about that. Babe, come on. Okay. Good only, the only thing I lose these days is my phone. I'm always like, where's my freaking phone? phone? Because is. Teeny's playing with it. Number six, I actively look for ways to avoid wasting time and effort both for myself and for my team. I said sometimes. I said sometimes for sure. I multitask. That's number seven. I said often. I said sometimes. I, number eight, I use the talents, time, and expertise of other people on my team to help get the work done. I said very often. I said often. I rely on my peeps. Yeah. Number nine, I use techniques like skimming and note-taking to identify the key points from the documents that I receive. So this kind of means like always taking notes, writing things down, staying on top of like assignments. I put sometimes. I put rarely. I store I, things in my mind. I really have to, to read into something, especially in our business with all the specifics. I, I take my time to read through it. All right. Number 10, I use a formal tracking system to understand how I spend my time. I said not at all. Yeah. Me either. Not at all. Number 11, I have a clear plan for dealing with disruptions and interruptions. Ooh, once I became a mama, uh, I'm going to have to say sometimes if I'm lucky. I said rarely. I feel like I've had these in place before, but as of late, I don't feel like I've been I also feel like guys are better at that stuff. Number 12, the volume of correspondence and documentation that I receive on a daily basis overwhelms me. I said sometimes. What'd you say? Number 12. uh, I said often. Oh, number 13, I delay difficult or unpleasant tasks until the last minute or until the issue disappears on its own. Can you say procrastinator? I said sometimes. I said often. (laughs) (laughs) 14, to ensure that things are done right, I keep close track of the activities and decisions of others on my team. I said often. I said often as well. Great. Number 15, I find that my mind wanders and it's hard to concentrate for long. I said sometimes. We're answering the same things right now. You said that too? Oh, and number 16, go ahead and read it. Final question. I do all the tasks that are assigned to me and hope that I can keep up with the volume of work. Very often for me. Often for me. You said right. often. I said Calculate your total. All right. I calculated mine and mine came out to a total number of 50. And then, obviously, they have you interpret that number. So okay. what, what did you get? What was your number? Well, last night I got 50, and this morning I got 41, so I don't know. Whoa, maybe you changed one. So we're kind of both in the same range, though, because 16 to 36 is one answer. 37 to 58, if that's your total, is another. So for us, we're both in the same category, and it says this. Our score interpretation says you're on the right track with your productivity efforts, and you probably get your most important work done. However, you could be more productive. Use the productivity techniques and resources to help you guide through your day-to-day life. So obviously some of these things in here, like Stevie and I work from home, um, 
for us, productivity isn't just about business stuff, okay? It's also on a day-to-day basis how you operate, whether it's tasks in the home. Think about that because this isn't just an episode today for the people out there who own their own businesses or have a nine-to-five job. This is productivity, and it can come in all shapes and sizes and forms. So think about that, okay? Wow. Did you feel like that's an accurate um, interpretation of, of your score? It's pretty accurate. I feel like there's a lot of ways in which I can still grow. I think this season has been a large growing season for me, but I'm excited because uh, I see it as a challenge. If you guys haven't listened to our episode from last week that's called Stop Making Excuses, it will also help you see this as a challenge and not something that you should feel defeated about. If you scored low, guys, don't worry about it, fam. You're going to build up. You're going to get better, and that's why we're all here together. And like we said, you've got to sometimes take that, take it with a grain of salt. It's just a fun way for you to kind of think about some things and evaluate. Um, I'm actually – Kind of excited and a little sad that I'm going to be doing this part of the show by myself. Stevie's leaving the building. Steve will now exit the building. No, you're still going to be sitting here, right? Listening to all of my tips, babe. (laughs) So Stevie is going to step out of the conversation for a second, guys, because he's been there with me through it all. But I feel like I have so much that I personally want to share to all my sisters out there who have asked me time and time again what sort of my secret recipe is for just getting things done. How do I stay on top of my tasks, on top of being a busy mom? There's so many plates spinning. How do you work smarter, not harder? So today's topic um, of discussion is going to get into all of that. And I can't wait. Here's a message from one of our sponsors, James Avery Artisan Jewelry. James Avery is making it easy for you and me included to shop for family and loved ones this holiday season. Nothing says I love you more than a piece of jewelry. So whether it's for your mom, your sister, your daughter who just got her ears pierced and you can get her those cute little adorable earrings that I want to get teeny, whatever it is. You can show your love this holiday season with James Avery. For more information and to find their pieces in the shops, you can check them out at Mini Dillard stores or online at jamesavery.com. Happy holidays. Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. The mama bear in me is going to come out right now and ask you, have you taken your vitamins today? <laughs> I've got to give you guys a quick announcement from one of our incredible sponsors on today's show. That's Sugar Bear Hair, you know, a brand that you guys have heard me talk about before here on The Good Life. But Sugar Bear Hair, they've done it again now with this new Sugar Bear Hair Women's Vegan Multivitamin. Just two sweet little gummy bites a day will give you what your body craves to help you become the healthiest, best version of you. And how are you going to work smarter, not harder, if you ain't taking care of you, sister? Scientifically formulated with essential vitamins and minerals, Sugar Bear Hair, it's going to keep your diet on track to a healthier, stronger, and better you. Sugar Bear Hair and the new women's vitamin is an amazing way to give yourself a little something that it needs each and every single day. Go to sugarbearhair.com slash Cezanne for amazing hair and a healthier you. That's sugarbearhair.com slash Cezanne. Enjoy, ladies. All right, so I'm here today to inspire and encourage any women out there who need 
a little guidance in the department of how can I work smarter, not harder. There's no worse feeling, if you ask me, than that feeling of burnout. When you feel burnt out, you're trying to basically run on an empty gas tank. Your mind, body, spirit is just like, eh. and I've been there. I've actually found myself there many times many seasons of my life. And I think it was after having Teeny when I finally got a hold of, of my vision and my purpose. And I've talked about this with you guys. And I feel like today I can sit here and actually kind of give the tools and the tips that have helped me overcome that burnout effect so that I am spending my time working smarter and more efficiently instead of working harder, which ultimately leads to the burnout. So let's talk about that. Now, before we do, I want to just put it out there that we all have goals and dreams and aspirations. So whatever your goal or your dream is, big or small, know that today you have an opportunity to rise up and go after whatever that goal or that dream is. I've been reading Rachel Hollis's. She was on our show um, a few episodes back, and she has a new book coming out, but I got a copy early, and I've been reading it, and I, this morning actually, um, I knew I was going to be doing this episode, and it was really cool when I read um, an excerpt in her book that is kind of embracing the idea that you can want things for yourself, even if nobody else understands the whys behind why you want to go after them. But there's this freeing and powerful feeling when you know that you can take charge and go after that vision and that why for your life. So in her book, she says something that really spoke out to me. She says, whatever the dream, it's yours, nobody else's. You don't have to give any justification because as long as you're not asking anyone to give you approval, then you don't need anyone to give you permission. In fact, when you understand that you don't have to justify your dreams to anyone else for any reason, that's the day you truly begin to step into who you're meant to be. I don't mean that you turn bitter and rude and shove your goals into other people's faces to prove a point. I mean that you focus in on the dream you have, you do the work, you put in the hours, and you stop feeling guilty about it. I thought that was just such an incredible paragraph, especially going into today's topic. It's just sad that, you know, most of us will go our entire lives never experiencing this incredible potential that each and every single one of us has access to tapping into. Think about this, ladies. I think women especially can be so hard on themselves. I've been hard on myself, trust me. And oftentimes we're too busy talking ourselves out of something instead of going after our dreams and just attempting. And so I wanted to say that before I go into these tips that I wrote down for you guys today on how to work smarter, not harder. So think about that goal. Think about your why and and, and what it is that... You want to go after. I mean, maybe you want to go back to school. You know, maybe you want to start taking those small steps to eating healthier so that you can, you know, finally lose those extra pounds that are holding you back from being active so that you can play with your kids and run around and live life and enjoy life. Whatever that goal is for you, I want you to think about that as I'm going through these these little tips and bullet points that I've listed, Okay. All right, so we are going to start with number one. 
All right, get your pen and papers out or your cell phones, however it is that people take notes nowadays. Um, For me, I like doing it in the notes section of my phone. Number one on tips to work smarter and not harder. These are things that have worked for me. I swear by it is know your why. I briefly just touched on that. You've really got to understand the importance of cultivating a vision for your future. Why? Because when you know why you're doing something, you figure out how to do it. Sometimes we're too busy focusing on, well, uh, how am I going to get there? How am I going to build a following if I want to have a successful YouTube channel? You know, how, how, how? Instead of figuring out the how, start with the why. Your why has to come from within you. I'll tell you that because it took me years to figure out what my why was. Your why is also that thing that's that spark. You know, if you don't know, just lay out the things you're most passionate about in your life. Like what excites you? Is it your fitness workouts? Is it being around your children? What is it in every day when you have that free time, whatever it is, your mind goes there and you start thinking about it and you can't just like forget about it, whatever it is. And sometimes when you can think about what excites you, it helps you suddenly develop that why. So find those areas that excite you and start there. That's my advice to you. But caution, I want you to avoid the question, what would society think of me if I did this? What will my parents think of me if I went after that? You know, what do what does my best friends and my spouse and my followers online want me to do or what what, what would they like? Because I've done that before and I've just fallen off my true path and my purpose. So instead of thinking about like that and then another question, instead of thinking, how can I make the most money in the fastest way? I think that's today's generation. You've got to get your mentality right because that is going to ultimately lead you to the burnout and it's not going to lead you down that true purpose and that path to work smarter, not harder. This always really has led me to this burnout method. And I think a lot of the times, you know, the first few years of being a digital influencer, I had little direction, you know, other than I wanted to post about fashion and beauty and just every now and then share some real parts about myself just every now and then. You know, I tried to do everything that came my way because I didn't have a clear vision of where I wanted to end up. And so I was taking everybody else's advice and looking to things outside of my own self. And suddenly I became distracted and too focused on that. And so you have to understand like that is not how you're going to figure out your why. You will never, ever know truly what somebody likes because you're not in their brain. So you might want to develop a product because you think, oh, the, the society needs this product. They are going to love this product. But you don't really know what society is thinking. So that can't be the driving force behind why you're doing the hairline or the makeup line or whatever that why is for you. And for me, I have lots of passions, right? So that why for me, I used to think I had to chase every single one of those passions, right? So there's some of us who lack that, like having passion, and we're trying to figure out like, oh, what can I get into? What is something I would enjoy? But then there's people like me, right? Who they have several passions. I love to work out. I love makeup. I love beauty. I love motivating. I love YouTube. I love, I love it all. And that can also lead you down a very distracted path and lead to the burnout. So I think when I finally figured out my why, I realized for me that 
when I sifted through all of the passionate things that I've talked about that I've shared over the years, I finally realized my passion and my why was to authentically motivate others to become the best versions of themselves by me working to become the best version of myself and openly sharing, whether it's my obstacles, my victories. I want to openly share my life as I'm on this journey of becoming the best me so that I can ultimately help women tap into becoming the best them and the best you. So that's kind of been my new found exciting why for this year and the coming years to come. And when I finally figured out my why, I suddenly saw a vision. I saw a vision for my life that just did not look as overwhelming as it did in in the past. And suddenly I was on this path. I didn't know how, I still don't know how I'm ultimately going to accomplish that why vision, but I know that I'm going to figure out how, because I know now I see, I see it, you know, it's in the distance and I can't let other things distract me. So that was a big one. And I definitely, you know, got wordy, but I needed you guys to really comprehend this why element because it's so important when it comes to working smarter, not harder. All right. Number two, there's six of these. Okay. And I really want you guys to, to write these down, especially as I'm talking, if something pops into your mind, what I've been doing lately is I will write it down because trust me, if you're like me, five minutes later, you're going to forget that incredible vision, thought, phrase, idea that you had. So write it down. Number two, setting goals. Know the difference between these three types of goals because you're going to need it to chart your path in working smarter, not harder. That is understanding a micro goal, a short-term goal, and a long-term goal, okay? If you want to work smarter, not harder, you've got to write down your micro, your short-term, and your long-term goals, and you've got to go after them. Now, I'm going to explain what each of these are, but first, now, if they, if any of these goals change along the way, that's okay because they will. Life happens, things change, you grow, you evolve, but that's okay. But for the most part, setting goals will not only bring you closer to achieving your dreams, but it creates discipline, all right? It holds you accountable. I always say this on my channel, big dreams require big work. So that's where goals come into play, whether it's personal goals or professional. Goals are goals. <laughs> goals are hashtag goals to have in your life. Because when you have goals, you don't necessarily overwhelm yourself and start feeling burnt out because you know that you've written down exactly what you need to focus on. And you're going to have bad days, but you're going to have good days. And when you're like, you know what, today's the day I want to attack one of my goals, you've got a place of reference that you can go to. You're not just flying by the seat of your pants. So success doesn't happen overnight. If you didn't know that, I'll tell you, I'll be the first to say it. If you have a dream of becoming an influencer like me, and maybe you want to build a large following and start getting campaign opportunities, I don't know what it is, but let's say you want to be an influencer. You can't expect to gain a million followers overnight. If you guys think I grew my online following overnight, think again. It was never, that was never my story. And that's, I feel like never going to be my story. I'm not an overnight success kind of girl. I have always, since I was a young little girl, have always had to work hard for what I want because there's more things that are against me telling me not to do something than sometimes when things are for me. So I've 
always been just trying to fight back the can'ts and the I won'ts or the you shouldn'ts. And so for me, I've always been a fighter. It's in my blood. I'm a Kurdish girl. I've got that Peshmerga blood in me. Sorry, I just had to had to throw that out there. But really, I'm a fighter. And so I want you to understand that, too, that success isn't going to happen for you overnight. It's important that you train your mind to work like there's a million people watching you, but to understand that you're not going to wake up and see success, but you've got to pretend while you're chasing the dream that there's a million people watching you because it really encourages you to go after those goals especially in the beginning because you'll want to maintain a steady work pace when you cuz when you you know when you get to that place and you're like oh my gosh i feel like i've just reached a little bit of success it's because you've you've gone after those goals and you can check them off of your list there's no greater feeling than checking things off of a list i still like traditional lists especially at the grocery store cuz i feel so good when i get to just scratch things off of that list So when it comes to those three goals, micro goals, I like to set micro goals on a daily basis, okay? So I usually like to look at my day the night before, sometimes even in advance, but I know that like, okay, tomorrow is going to look like this. I have this going on, blah, 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 blah. And then I set some micro goals in the day of like, okay, I need to make sure I do these things to thrive, like working out and getting things done or, you know, whatever that is, whether it's personal or professional, those are micro day-to-day goals. And then short-term goals are things that you can either set for weekly or monthly, all right? You can kind of set those short-term goals for weekly or monthly. And then long-term goals are usually however long it is that you would hope and dream that you could achieve this dream or this goal or this task because your goal can be big or small. I don't know if it's maybe personal related fitness or maybe it's professional. Maybe you want to launch your own small business. Setting micro, short-term, long-term goals is going to be key, okay? And knowing that for me, long-term really is, I like to do like a yearly thing. So every at the beginning of every year, I kind of look at, okay, what do I want my theme for this year to be? What do I want my focus to be? And I think it's really important that we understand that that's where long-term goals come in. Some days I wake up and I'm like, oh, I need to do this. And then I remind myself, wait, that's a long-term goal, Cezanne. You're just trying to jump ahead right now, get back to your micro list, okay? And so it really keeps you accountable and keeps you kind of on track, guys. Again, that's baby steps. Okay, baby step. This is all it is when it comes to setting goals. That's number two. Number three is strategizing. Strategizing, strategizing, strategizing. I cannot say that enough. This is a step that can't be overlooked. When you see something succeeding on the outside, chances are that person or that company or whoever you're admiring, they're doing something right on the inside, okay? Something right internally. You know, some career paths like digital influencing, believe it or not, you know, bloggers, YouTubers, a lot of us, it requires daily strategy, okay? I spend more of my time strategizing my content than actually creating it, believe it or not. When you're working in a fast-paced, competitive environment like the internet and social media, which is what I can specifically speak to, you can only imagine like that a day doesn't go by without me strategizing. Because as the internet changes, as social media changes, I've got to strategize new ways and techniques to better help me reach those goals that I wrote down and to get one step closer to that vision, my why, okay? Remember this too, all right? 
No matter where you work or what you do, there's always a way that you can better optimize your time and your energy to work more efficiently, okay? So even if you are the CEO of a company and you've just got like, you're so content with where you are, guess what? You probably still have other areas of your life that you can strategize to be better, whether it is a personal goal or it is another maybe professional goal down the line five years from now. There's always time to strategize for things that you want in your life, things that you want to see change and improvement. And it doesn't just have to be professionally. So for anyone out there who's comfortable right now in their jobs, know that it's time to challenge yourself and it's time to strategize. Um, And a lot of corporations, they assign people, you know, to oversee um, analytics and, and to actually do this sort of strategy work. In my world of digital influencing, we're constantly analyzing numbers, digital trends and research strategizing and doing all of that stuff. But guess what? We don't have 15, even we don't even have five people on our team. A lot of the time it's me, myself, and I. And I am strategizing and thinking about because nobody else has that vision for my life other than myself. So I told you about digital influencing and how it's not easy as it looks, right? Well, analyzing data is also part of the strategizing that has helped me see what's working for me and what isn't. And it's also helped me build my why. And as that why continues to grow and evolve, it's helped me stay on that path. So an example of this too is in terms of strategizing. When I hired um, this digital tech team based out of London to help me every month, I get on a call with them once a month and they help me analyze and crunch numbers for like the back end of some of my stuff, like my blog. And I even have a YouTube analyst person that I can go on and talk to once a month and they help me dive into the numbers of like, okay, this video did really well when you were talking about so-and-so and and this and that. And so it really, the strategizing helps um, when you can analyze certain things that are working. Because if you just continue to work, 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 how are you going to stop yourself and strategize new ways to change it up or to bring in new audiences? So again, it's really important to think about strategy when it comes to going after that goal, even if your goal is not a reality right now. It's just a dream, okay? Think about strategizing every day. Practice, okay? Strategy is literally like exercising. I think of it like working out. If every day you can get into a habit of strategizing a little bit better, that's going to be key to helping you build a strong vision for that why in your life. Number four, expand your network. Organizations don't hire people. People hire people, all right? So whatever field you're in, we're living in a day and age now When I moved to Los Angeles, people kept telling me it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. And I can sit here right now and tell you that that is so true. As I've grown in the industry that I'm in, I've seen how relationships have played a major role in my growth professionally. If you need tips on how to network and gain favor with your peers um, or in a specific field of work that you want to go in, listen to our episode that we had with Jordan Harpenter. It was full of tips on how to network. Totally suggest that, okay? I don't have time to really dive deep into networking, but it is definitely an important one to note when it comes to working smarter, not harder. Okay, we've got two left, guys. Number five is evaluate. This is different than strategizing, okay? So, Evaluating is basically the idea of never get too comfortable because there's always going to be room to improve, whether this is annually or monthly or even weekly. You've got to put in the work, but then like I briefly mentioned, you got to take a step back. 
and then you got to see how your efforts are doing. So every good business person does this. I mean, you can look around. What's working and what's not? Leave your emotions at the door and be critical for a second. All right? You can be critical constructively and ask yourself, like, am I staying true to the why vision and purpose for my life? Or did I just kind of fall off a little bit? Do you need to hit the undo button on a couple of things? Or maybe that refresh button on the current page that you're on and start fresh? If so, that's okay. Because ultimately, it's better to do that than to stay in this confusion and this clutter that's just making you walk or even drive in a whole different direction than your why purpose, okay? At the end of every year, here's what I do. I love to evaluate with my team. You can ask them. We get snacks. We play some music. But then I, I'm like, all right, guys, it's time to evaluate. And we sit and we evaluate for hours, okay? The things that worked for us that year, the things that maybe didn't work that I kind of like, eh, I don't want to do that again. Um, the learning thing, things that you learned from, mistakes that you learned from, I should say. Because we all have to improve if you want to be the best, especially going into a new year. So that's the perfect opportunity. If you work by yourself, I still recommend that you check in and you evaluate. This helps you clean out any mental clutter and it helps you stay on that right path. Number six, last but not least, guess what? Guess what it is, any, any takers out there? Multitasking is not key. What? This one is one that I still struggle with today. So I've got to practice what I preach here, you guys. If I'm going to talk the talk, i got to walk the walk. And this is something I'm working on. You know, studies show that it kills your performance and multitasking may even damage your brain. What? The Stanford researchers compared groups of people based on their tendency to multitask and their belief that it helps their performance. Well, they found that heavy multitaskers, a.k.a. me, a.k.a. those who start multiple tasks at one time and think they're being productive in doing so, were actually worse than those who like to do a single task at a time. Now, why is that? Well, frequent multitaskers have a harder time organizing their thoughts and filtering out irrelevant information. Multitasking reduces your efficiency, it says, and performance because the brain isn't it's actually intended to only focus on one thing at a time. And when I thought about this, it really made sense. Like, try driving and sleeping at the same time. Actually, don't try that, okay? If you're driving your car right now, open your eyes. And because it's, listen, it's not possible. When you try to do two or more things at once, your brain just lacks the capacity to perform both tasks successfully at their best capability. That is just gold right there. Okay, I'm going to read that one more time because that is really the idea of working smarter, not harder. It says, when you try to do two or more things at once, your brain lacks the capacity to perform both tasks successfully at its best capability. That's some good food for thought right there. So again, those were the six tips. I'm just going to say them again. Number one, know your why. Number two, set goals and know the difference between a micro goal, short-term goal, and long-term goal. Number three, strategize, strategize, strategize. Number four, expand your network. Number five, evaluate. And number six, multitasking is not key. Ooh, man, that's good. Isn't that some good stuff right there, you guys? Um, speaking of productivity, here are two laws 
to live by when you're going to work smarter, not harder from this day forward. <laughs> Number one, it's called, I'm probably going to say it wrong, but it's called the Pareto's. Paritos, I want to say it in a Spanish accent, the Pareto's Law. It's also known as the 80-20 rule. That's actually what I do for my diet, but I know that's a different topic. So the 80-20 rule of law says that for many events, roughly 80% of the results come from 20% of the effort. This means you need to know what to focus on because only even 20% of that will yield profitable results for your goals. We ain't no hummingbirds out there, right? We're trying, we're striving, but to know that just what 20% is what you want to give for your maximum effort. I mean, that is something to really think about there. You know, number two, it's called labyrinths, labyrinths law. I need to take some kind of a spelling or speech class because I cannot pronounce any of these today. Labyrinth's Law. Now, Labyrinth's Law states that you should prioritize difficult tasks for the beginning of the day. I can see that. The reason for this is the brain is actually the most awake during the morning hour. You can actually check out Jim Quick. He's got amazing tips on how to jumpstart your brain every morning. Because I don't know about you, there's mornings I wake up and I am so foggy and I can barely see with one eye open. So there's this practice and exercise that you can do to get your brain awake and alive in the morning so that you can get things done. So the Labyrinth's Law also says biologically, this makes the most sense. And I actually, I can kind of agree with that. You know, we always talk about accomplishing your most important tasks for yourself before 11 a.m. I've said that in on other shows because as the day goes on, let's face it, what happens? You get tired, you get distracted, and you get run down. All right, guys. Well, those were my tips. What would you think? I hope that these um, are going to encourage all of you to go after whatever it is that your heart desires, but to do it smarter, not harder. All right, before you guys go, don't turn it off just yet because I've got an amazing good word of the week for you. But first, we got to thank our sponsors. These sponsors, they make the good life possible for us to bring this show to you for free every week. So shout out to my friends at Fabletics, Sugar Bear Hair, Sun Basket, James Avery, and Chukar for making today's show possible. Don't forget to rate and review us as well as subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. And share some love. You know, send this episode to somebody else there. If it did something for you, why don't you give that love back to somebody in your life who maybe need needs to hear this message today on working smarter, not harder. All right. And today's good word of the week, I just want to leave you with a quote that has really helped me and encouraged me, especially when I'm in a season of a rut and I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm feeling burnt out, whether it's personally or professionally. And it's this. If you keep waiting for the doors to open, you'll be waiting for a long time. Trust me, sister. Open your own doors. Create your own opportunities. A new year awaits. Go get them, sisters. Thanks so much for listening to us. I'll see you next week. Bye. Every car comes with its share of stories. That ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up the first date, the luxury package you got after a big promotion, or the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer. 
While you can't put a price tag on your stories, now with TrueCar, you can at least find out what your car is worth when it's time to sell or trade it in. Just go to TrueCar, simply enter your license plate number, and watch how your car's details pop up. Then answer a few questions. Navigation, moonroof. Watch as they bump up your value. High mileage? You already knew it was going to cost you, but now you know how much it dings your wallet so you can plan ahead. Once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out TrueCar today. True car cash offer not available in all areas.